how do you get into his presence? You enter his gates with thanksgiving into, into his, his courts, courts with praise. praise. Into his presence with mm-hmm. worship. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's the joy of the Lord that's our strength. Yeah. So uh-huh. that process of keeping on coming back, keep mm-hmm. coming back, you know that you just have to say, thank you, Father, in everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Just keep praising. Just keep worshiping. Just mm-hmm. keep coming back. Just keep coming back. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring and we equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We're so glad that you're with us. Have you been going through anything these days? Anything pressuring you, any kind of stress. Maybe you're under this enemy attack like a barrage of missiles where you're having sickness one day and then an accident and then a relationship breakdown, misunderstandings, false accusations, stumbling under temptations. Well, let me tell you, God has a plan to turn that to good and he just wants you to know that he has you in his care And he wants you to just keep coming back to him. Don't let the devil wear you down. We're so glad that you're with us today on this podcast. This is going to be a wonderful discussion that Philip and I are going to have. We've been preparing for it and we're excited to bring it to you. But before we get started, let me encourage you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and you have access there to all of our podcasts and all of the things that that you might be interested in, including signing up for our mailing list. We want you to be able to stay with us and hear from us and let us communicate with you. Uh, We've got blogs on our website. We've got a bookstore. There's all kinds of things, and there's a place where you can donate to help us pay this forward. So this morning... (laughs) <laughs> yes, this morning. <laughs> this morning. I woke up and, you know, sometimes, well, we know that the enemy's agenda is to wear down the saints. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. And he, he has many, many different tricks that he uses to do it. And, you know, if he can't get you to fall into some kind of a temptation to sin, maybe he gets you into a temptation to be busy. Uh, so that you don't have time for God. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's other kinds of things, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, where you, there's sickness or there's accidents or there's uh, false accusations or breakdowns in, in communication and breakdowns with fellowship and, and all kinds of things that are just hitting you. Bam, 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 trying to wear you out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me... I, I like my daily routine, you know, where where we have we have a certain order that we do things, and and then something happens, like we have an event, or we're traveling, 
or something goes on and it and it disrupts my routine. <laughs> do, do you feel that way, darling? Oh yes. <laughs> no, just just what it means. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I was just I was feeling kind of discouraged, like oh, I just haven't had time to to sit in the presence of the Lord with my journal and hear the hear the the word of the Lord to my heart and the encouragement and the instructions that we need for the next thing and, and all these things. And I was just having that moment of discouragement. And I just heard the Holy Spirit saying to me, just keep coming back. Mm -hmm. Just keep coming back. Well, that brought me back to the words from uh, Brother Lawrence's book, uh, The Practice of the Presence of God, that I don't know how many times I've read that book, but it's it's the kind of book that you need to just read again from time to time because, because of the barrage, because of the onslaught of things that are trying to wear you out and get you to stop doing the thing that God has called you to do, somehow mm -hmm. get you off track, somehow get you... Just get you slightly off in trajectory so you end up at a different destination than what God designed you for. Yeah. And that's so easy to get off track these days. Oh. Oh, man. Even, it's even easier than it ever has been before. There's so many things. And, and I think that, that sometimes I get a picture in my mind, you know, those, those chase scenes from, from a movie or from, um, I, I'm remembering the Batman programs when I watched. I watched when I was a kid. I have no idea what Batman is doing in the movies now because I don't watch <laughs> that stuff anymore. But but when I was a kid, we watched na 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 na. You know all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And and there would be these chase scenes where the hero is chasing after the the bad guy, and the bad guy is is dumping things out of out of his car and has all these tricks, you know, and he's dumping oil and he's shooting from the back and he's all of these things. And it's like trying to get away when he knows he's caught. He's just about caught. And that's where we are in our eschatology, I believe, that, that we're just about to the point where a lot of this stuff is going to be pushed back by the glory. Yes, we are on amen. the verge. We're, the, we're at the beginning of the outpouring of the glory. And yes. I have to say that if your eschatology does not include the outpouring and you think that Jesus is coming any second because of how bad things have gotten, you're missing something in your eschatology because there has to be a, a purifying of the bride. Mm -hmm. Yeah, There has to be a bride that's ready for rapture. Yeah, There's ready for catching away. If you don't like the word rapture because it's not in the Bible, well, it is in the Latin Bible. Raptus is the word right. that's, used, uh -huh. that's used for catching away in First Thessalonians and, mm -hmm. and I think Second Thessalonians. And there is this, this principle of the catching away. And there is this principle of the bride making herself ready. Yeah, and there's metaphors all through the scriptures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. It's very clear in the word. Uh, you, you can't just go on and say there isn't one because there is. It's very clear. But what is not clear is the eschatology. Is, it's that, that's a fancy word for end-time studies. And we have watched eschatology change over the last 40 years. <laughs> yes, we have. Many different times. <laughs> Thing, things that we were taught when we were young um, yeah. don't seem to be the way that we understand it now.
Yeah. Uh-huh. Because there's continuous revelation and there's continuous revelation. We begin and you have and also if you want your eschatology to be right, you have to understand Israel and mm-hmm. God's purposes for his people Israel. Yeah. And you can't just throw out Israel and, and replace Israel with the church. It does not work. It's not scriptural. It's not yeah. scriptural because if God doesn't keep his covenants with Israel, what makes us think that he'll keep his covenants with us? Well, that's Romans 11. Right. You know, Paul clearly lays that out as far as, you know, that we are grafted in. Right. We, and how easy is it for God to restore the mm-hmm. original root exactly. over someone who's just grafted in. Exactly. So okay. what, what all I'm saying is uh-huh. that the glory that yeah. is being poured out now to bring the bride in mm-hmm. and to get her ready, all, of, all hell is, a, is arrayed against us to, keep, to try and keep that from happening. But it's inevitable because it's the promise of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are going to see it. We are going to see God perform his work. But in these times when we are under a barrage of mm-hmm. whether it's busyness or whether it's we've stumbled into a sin that we used to do and, you know, we're one of the one of the characteristics that you can tell how mature a person is in their walk with God mm-hmm. is how fast they get up from a stumble. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you've stumbled... Get back up. Get back up. Just yeah. keep coming back. Yeah. It's uh, like Thomas Edison. How many tries did it take to, to create a, the light bulb that worked? Yeah. I don't, Thousands. I, don't, I don't remember just what the number was, but he said, I've learned so many thousand things that don't work. <laughs> <laughs> and that was his way of staying positive, I yeah. guess. Uh-huh. But when we're under these, these whatever kind of barrage you're under, mm-hmm. and I suspect listener, that you just might be under something right now, or you probably would have tuned out by now. (laughs) But the whole point is that we just keep coming back. Now, I referred to Brother Lawrence. Now, Brother Lawrence was a lay brother in a monastery uh, some 400 years ago, I think it was. Maybe it's even 500 by now. I don't know. It's a classic anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and in in his experience with the Lord, he became frustrated that in prayer, in his prayer times, you know, there are certain hours that they, they have a very, very strict schedule mm-hmm. and they have yeah. a certain amount of time where they pray and then they have a certain amount of time that they work and then they have another prayer time and then they have another work time and then they have a sleep time or whatever. Uh, yeah. uh, uh-huh. There's multiple prayer times during the day. And he would get so frustrated that he would just get into the presence of God and then it was time to go to work. <laughs> and he got frustrated. And so he began what he called the practice of the presence of God, that whatever he was doing, even in his work, he would try to maintain an awareness of the presence of God. Well, he's omnipresent. We can have his presence at all times. His presence is like oxygen. Yeah. It's all around us. You can't sense it with your senses, but you can't live without it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is what he wants us to do is just keep coming back. Well, in his frustration, Brother Lawrence would be working at trying to maintain that awareness of his presence. And then he'd find he'd get uh, distracted by some busyness that he had to do. He was the cook mm-hmm. and, and he had, uh, you know, things that he had to do. And he would realize, oh, no, I'm not feeling the presence. 
And he would feel badly about it at first, and he want to chastise himself because of, oh, no, I've left the present. And, and he learned to just keep coming back. As mm-hmm. you just keep coming back in peace, because our Father really wants us to just be yeah. with him in peace. You know, that reminds me of a song when our founder, Sister Gwen, was the Lord, the Lord gave her was, it was, she's preaching out of Revelation, mm-hmm. you know, it was to the seven churches. It was the book, the, church, the of church of Ephesus. Yeah. And, and in it, because it says these, and, you know, this is Jesus. He sings, saith he that holds the seven stars, who walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I mean, mm-hmm. this, is a, this, is the, this is our Lord. This is the one. He says, I know your works, your labor, your patience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we learn patience. And how thou canst not bear those that are evil, those that's, that tried them, which say they are apostles and are not, and has found them liars. You know, there's so much lying in ministry, even. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so easy to get deceived in all that. You know, but you have borne, you have patience, and for my name's sake, You've labored and you have not fainted, mm-hmm. and you persevered. Sounds, sounds all good things. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Ooh, and that's what has happened a lot. Mm-hmm. And remember, for where you're fallen, repent, do the first works. I will come to thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of its place, except you repent. Mm-hmm. Just keep coming. Just back. keep coming back. Yeah, we just can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna fall. Um, that you have to pick yourself up. Yeah, it's a stumble. It's a stumble. It, it's not like practicing sin. That's a yeah. whole different thing. Uh-huh. But when you when you get caught and you stumble. And you got a weak point or something, you just, this or that happened. Get happened. back up and come back. Come on back. Yeah. Just keep coming back. Yeah. It, you know, sometimes we're under such stress. It's just almost more than you can bear sometimes. It reminds me of a, a an incident that um, we had Oh, a good many years ago, when in our devotions time, the Lord spoke a a prophecy through our founder and said, I'm calling you to stretch. Mm -hmm. And that particular year, I think that was, I think it was in the spring before we went out on our spring Spring tour tour of Uh weeks, weeks on the road, going from regional convention to regional convention to regional convention. Yeah, all the way from from Florida to to Montana to Wyoming. Yeah, Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and, and, you know, having maybe two conventions a week and just going from place to place to place to place. And then we came back and had, had to hit the print shop and print books. And then we had the world convention. And immediately after the world convention, we went to the Christian booksellers convention. And, you know, in this whole process, I'm remembering this word, I'm calling you to stretch. stretch. I'm calling you to stretch. And I'm saying, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I'll stretch. Yes, Lord, I'll stretch. And, and at times... I felt I could see myself like like cheesecloth or gauze, you know, where you, you can <laughs> you see can right see through, through it, yeah. it, you know. And then I would have a vision of the angels coming at, with some kind of a rubbery substance and, and kind of rolling it onto my little f- thin fabric and, and giving it some more substance to stretch with, you know. And, and so I kept stretching and I kept stretching, but I thought in my head, once we got past the booksellers convention and into August that year, I thought surely the pressure will let up, but mm-hmm. it didn't. Didn't, no. And at one point I went to Sister Gwen and I said, I don't think I can stretch anymore. <laughs> I mean, I was really like that. I was really just on the verge of tears. And she pointed her finger at me 
That prophetic and finger. It was a prophetic finger. Yeah. And she, she pointed at me and she said these words straight from the Holy Spirit. You can stretch limitlessly if you keep your spirit right. Yeah. And I have fallen on that many times. Mm-hmm. Many, and many that's times. That's why we are where we are today. Well, that's true. Yeah. Uh, because we've just kept coming back. Yeah. You have to just keep coming back to his presence and he will keep on meeting you every time. So uh, as, as I was thinking about this, uh, I was reminded of Romans chapter 5. And I, I want to read it to you from, from the Amplified, a few verses, starting with verse 1. Therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, and given a right standing with God through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy, peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Through Him also we have our access, entrance, introduction by faith into this grace, state of God's favor, in which we firmly and safely stand. And let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Now, that's what we're all about, mm -hmm. is the outpouring of the glory, the presence of God. Going on in verse 3, Moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Let us exult and triumph in our troubles. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you don't expect that, right? No, you don't. And let us exult and triumph in our troubles. That's the last thing we feel like doing sometimes. <laughs> and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patient and unswerving endurance. And endurance, fortitude, develops maturity of character, approved faith, and tried integrity. And character of this sort produces the habit, catch that word, produces the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. Mm-hmm. And it's not just eternal salvation in the by and by. It is the hope that we expect that it can be on earth as it is in heaven mm -hmm. because he lives inside of us and yeah. we live inside of him. So we have this access to him at all times. We just yeah. have to keep coming back. And that's mm -hmm. what perseverance is about. I remember Terry Law, those you may have, may have not heard him before, but he took one of the first groups, music groups. It was out of Oral Roberts University. That was in the 70s, I think. Mm -hmm. Actually, went to Poland, which was uh, under the control of the communists at that time. Mm -hmm. you know, he's done some really unique things, had a real heart to worship. And he was speaking in London, and he got a phone call on the night. His wife was killed in a car crash. Mm -hmm. And it devastated him. Of course it would. You know, he went home. And he went into a depression that he could not pull out of. Mm -hmm. you know, and he was uh, talking with Oral Roberts. And Oral pointed, like Sister Gwen, he pointed his finger at him and said, you're the one that has to change. You have to, you have to press through in worship. Because mm -hmm. that's what he was. You know, mm -hmm. He taught on worship. And so he did. He got home and he's trying to rejoice, praise God. And the devil's mocking him. It's just like mm -hmm. he can feel feel like a wall, like an iron dome over his head. Mm -hmm. But he just kept persevering, persevering, persevering. And then, like a couple hours later, it happened. He got his breakthrough. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And he got out of his depression, and everything changed for him after that. Mm-hmm. You know, God brought a new wife to him, yeah. whole different, unique set of circumstances. But he pressed through in worship under the hardest circumstances. And I can't think of anything harder losing your spouse. I'm sure that I mean, it's one true. thing to lose your your business, your car, mm-hmm. and all that. But when you lose lose one that you walk with, you know, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's extremely difficult. Yeah, you know, but the key is is worship, mm-hmm. and, and just yeah, keep coming back to and worship. Just keep coming back, right? Because it's in His presence is fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. And how do you get into His presence? You enter His gates with thanksgiving, into, into His, his courts with, with praise. praise, into His presence with mm-hmm. worship. Yeah. yeah, and 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 it's the joy of the Lord that's our strength. Yeah. So uh-huh. that process of keeping on coming back, keep mm-hmm. coming back, you know that you just have to say, thank you, Father, in everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Just keep praising. Just keep worshiping. Just mm-hmm. keep coming back. Just keep coming back. And that's where relationship is with mm-hmm. the Lord. Look at Job. I mean, he lost everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, all his, he didn't lose his wife, but he lost his his children. Yeah. You know, whirlwind came, blew away, but the Sabaeans came and stole all of the, you know, all his goods and, and lightning came. Was it lightning came? Yeah, it was. Uh, well, let, let me try yeah, and, and bring that up here. Okay. Um, I, I was, just before we started, I thought, you know, I could read from my book, Rich Wounds, which is an eternal perspective on suffering. And. There's a chapter, a whole chapter about Job. Obviously, I won't read the whole thing, but there's a part of it that I, I, I enjoyed writing it so much. It was like I was having a vision of <laughs> of what went on and, and how it went. Let me just read a few, a uh, couple pages anyway. So here's the setup. One day when the Almighty was holding court, the adversary, accuser, came along with the sons of God. When our Father, the judge of all the earth, questioned his activities— He replied that he had been roaming around the earth in every direction. He's not omnipresent. Mm -hmm. Then God asks a strange question. Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one on earth like him, a man who is blameless and upright, who fears God and shuns evil. Our father knew Job's heart and had noted all of his characteristics. God declared Job to be blameless, upright, reverent toward God, one who turns away from evil. God, who is truth and can only speak truth, has nothing at all negative to say about Job. He finds no fault in him. He's pleased with him. When God says you're good, you're You're good. good. (laughs) Well, of course, Satan had considered Job. He had been studying how he could trip him up and get a legal opportunity to attack him. But he hadn't found any way to get through God's hedge of protection. God's pleasure with Job's uprightness had surrounded Job like a force field. The forever loser sneered, Why shouldn't Job reverence you? You have your hedge of protection around him, his household, and all that he owns. You bless everything he does, and his livestock just keeps multiplying and increasing his wealth. He steamed with rage as he spat out the accusation. But if you touch his stuff, just you watch. He'll curse you to your face. Inwardly, the Lord chuckled. Satan had taken his bait. He knew Job's heart, that he loved and acknowledged him for everything. 
Job did not consider that his life consisted of his wealth. And God loves to set up the forever loser to lose again and again. His relationship with Job was so good that he wanted to bless Job with a special visitation. Yes, Job had been so faithful. He was so trustworthy. Before he had said, let there be light, God looked ahead and saw Job. He saw his beginning and his ending with everything in between. He knew that Job would be trusted to pass this test. Our father wanted to give Job a special encounter, a face-to-face encounter with him in the whirlwind of his presence. Look, I give you permission to touch all that he has, only you can't touch him. Gleefully, the adversary left to devise the plans to undo all of Job's substance and wipe out his family. He would make it a big production. Overwhelming. Certainly. How malevolently delightful to make a multi-pronged attack that would bring him to utter despair and make him lose his heart toward God. He would even torment Job with threatenings of what he was about to do. He sent imps to whisper into Job's mind the marauding Sabaeans were nearby. They stole your neighbor's cattle and donkeys, killing his herdsmen. Yours are next. Job's dreams would be laced with imaginations of fire falling from heaven and consuming his sheep and shepherds. The next night he dreamed that the Chaldeans stole his camels and killed his servants who kept them. Then, as he offered sacrifices for for his sons and daughters, a macabre motion picture played out on the screen of his imagination— A terrible driving wind took down the corners of his eldest son's house while he and his siblings enjoyed their festive meal. They were all killed, including the servants. Poor Job. The mental torment plagued him. He couldn't understand where all this was coming from. Then the day came to execute the plan. Bam! 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 The scenes played out with only one servant surviving to tell each tale. Oxen and donkeys stolen. Sheep consumed by fire. Camels carried away, children killed. According to the custom of his culture, Job tore his robe, shaved his head, and lowered himself to sit Shiva. This was delightful to the adversary. Yes, get him overwhelmed with mourning. But wait, what's he doing now? No, no, no! And Job worshipped. He prostrated himself before the Lord and with childlike faith, acknowledged his sovereignty. I came into this world naked, and I'll leave the same way. Jehovah gave, and Jehovah has taken away. Blessed be the name of Jehovah. That's just a part of the story, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you get the picture of the onslaught, of yeah. the, the barrage that can come against somebody, that can come against you, that can come against me, that can mm-hmm. come against you, listener. Yeah. And it's not necessarily because you've done something wrong. Mm -hmm. Job hadn't done anything wrong. He just walked uprightly. He walked uprightly. And, you know, the folks that say, say, well, he feared. And because of fear, that's the reason why the devil could attack him. Well, if that's true, it's only because he feared because of the imaginations and the dreams and stuff. That's that's how the Lord showed it to me. I'm, I'm, you know, I think that's how it might have happened. (laughs) I'm not trying to start a new doctrine. But when we are attacked like this, we just keep coming back to Mm -hmm. worship. We just keep coming back to acknowledge the sovereignty of our Father and that He can be trusted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So then we have James chapter 1 and verses 2 to 4. I'm going to read it from the New International Version. 
Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And the New Living Translation, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. The English Standard Version says, Count it all joy, my brothers. Did you hear that word joy? Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And the Berean Standard Bible. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you encounter trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Allow perseverance to finish its work, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You know, I'm going to skip. We, we have some other ones that we could read, but I think we're going to skip down to the, to the Amplified. Uh, okay. This is, this is the Amplified classic, I believe. Consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations, be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith bring out endurance and steadfastness and patience. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking in nothing. And in the Passion Translation, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs a power within you to endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Now, see, that, that nothing missing and nothing lacking, that is the very definition of shalom. That mm -hmm. is peace. Yeah. And so this word joy, every, every single one of these translations uses the word joy. Count it all joy, esteem it joy, consider it pure joy, whatever. But all, every single one of them uses the word joy. That word joy in the Greek is the word chara. And if you're into taking notes, it's, uh, it's Strong's number 5479. It means joy, gladness, and, and it's translated joy, gladness, joyfulness, and, and great joy. Um, the Strong's definition comes from the word, another word that means cheerfulness, and it means calm delight, okay? Just keep coming back into his presence Whenever you're going through something, just keep coming back into his presence because in his presence is fullness of joy. Joy, And that joy can be calm delight. Mm -hmm. And it can also be like dancing kind of joy. Um, the first place that it's used in, in the Bible is in Matthew 2.10, talking about the wise men. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great, great. joy. joy. Mm -hmm. It's the same word joy that was used um, when, 
when Jesus is telling the parable, uh, enter into the joy of thy Lord. You know, I will, mm-hmm. I will, I'm, I'll make you ruler. Of, you've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And then the women, after they'd been at the sepulcher on the morning of the resurrection, they ran with joy, great joy, to, to bring the disciples' word. The, I mean, it means joy. Joy here in the Greek means joy. Joy. <laughs> <laughs> so count it all joy. So that's with an explanation. Yeah. Mark, on the end. <laughs> exactly. So no matter what kind of distractions are coming your way, now there's some distractions mm-hmm. that we have control over. And I believe that the Lord is putting his finger on those things that we maybe put aside the television. We put aside YouTube. We put aside Netflix, even Pure Flix, you know, even the good entertainment. If it's keeping you out of the presence of God, if it's keeping you from having, having fellowship with our Father, it's falling short of the glory mm-hmm. that he yeah. wants to pour out on us. Now, I just opened an email from from our friend, Dr. Flo Ellers, and she was referring to a, a statement, a profound statement that Dr. Sam Matthew made at our convention some years ago. And she, sa- she said he makes it quite often. He said, to get to the next level of glory will cost you more than you're willing to pay. Mm. So, uh, Selah. Selah. You know, stop and think about that. There are many, many, many things that are being sent our way to help us get to that place of purity, that place of bridal love with our father, bridal love with our bridegroom, that we just keep coming back to him. And we just, you know, when when the Holy Spirit puts his finger on something out of our flesh, mm-hmm. we just need to say, I give it to you, Lord. I don't know how to fix this, but you do. I give it to you. And he will keep on going deeper. He'll mm-hmm. keep on dealing with every little thing you give him. He'll deal with it. He's looking for a bride without spot or wrinkle. Mm, yeah. And that's what he's working on in us. You know, I was moved by something that, that I've heard Bobby Connor say. I've heard him say it multiple times. And It just goes straight into me. The Lord spoke to him and said, I finally found me people weak enough to work in. (laughs) And he said, not weak in morals, not weak in ethics, not weak in character, weak in their own ability. He said, I found me a group of people that embraces John 5.15. Without me, you can do nothing. Philippians 4.13 says, but I can do all things through Christ who infuses me with inner strength. See, that's what happens when you just keep coming back. Mm-hmm. You just keep coming inner back. Strength. And then he goes on to say, we're going to see the church really, really, really receive the awe of God, the holy yes. reverential fear of, of the Lord. And then he goes on to say that it's going to fall on the millennials. Yes. <laughs> and we already see that it's falling on yeah. Gen Z. So we're going to see more and more and more of this glory, this reverential fear of God, this glory, the weight of his glory falling on people. And as we receive that glory, we just keep giving it away, as Ivan Tuttle taught us when he was here. I was uh, just looking, it was a YouTube thing, or it was on Instagram, I think. It was a supermarket in Brazil. Yeah. And everybody was singing one of the the old songs that, that, that we know. And it was it was uh, it was just amazing. You know, they're, of course, they're singing it in Portuguese, 
mm-hmm. but all in the supermarket. You know, the wow. people are bidding it, and people are all shopping, and they're just praising God and rejoicing. <laughs> and, and it's coming. Yes, yes, it's, the it's, glory is it's being here, poured right? out. It's here. Yes. It's coming to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> How do they say that? Coming to a theater to you soon or a something? A theater near you. <laughs> theater near you. But it's, it's coming near you, no matter you could be in your office or right. somewhere when the glory hits. And the glory will hit you as you just keep coming back to him. Yeah. Just keep coming back to him. And everything that you get from him, give it away. Yeah. Give it away. It. And it's like Dr. Hong Tu Liao told us on a, on a previous podcast that this glory is like COVID. It's like COVID, yeah. Sooner or later, you're going to catch it. <laughs> and sooner or later, it's going to get to every nation. Wow. So so just keep giving it away. But when you're under the barrage, mm-hmm. just keep coming back to him. Yeah. Put your trust in him. Like, like Psalm 37 says, trust in the Lord and do good. That was in verse 3. And then verse 4, it says, delight yourself in the Lord. And then verse 5 says, commit your way unto the Lord. That means roll your way onto him, that your, your path, your, your way of life, any kind of your habits that, you, uh, that are not in line with him. Roll it on him and he'll roll his habits onto you. He wants us to walk in his ways. He wants us to, to flow in tandem with him, like, like being on the back of, of a bicycle built for two. The one in front is the one that steers. And you're <laughs> yeah. just, you just help to pedal. Yeah. That's where we are right now. He mm. wants us to be in that place of commitment to him. And then verse 7 says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. This waiting on him. I mean, we've been studying Genesis Mm-hmm. And you see these promises that God makes to Abraham. Yeah. And years go by. Yeah, oh my. Haven't we seen years go by after promises we've received? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've seen promises and we kind of put them on the shelf maybe because, well, sooner or later it'll come. But we just keep coming back to him and keep trusting him and keep delighting in his presence mm-hmm. and rest in him. Rest. Rest in him rest in him. It's the principle of Shabbat. Shabbat means rest. It doesn't mean seven. It means rest. And when you come into that place of rest and trust in him, then it's like the word that he gave Bobby Connor. People that are weak enough to know that we can't do anything without Jesus. All of our striving, the scripture says to labor, to enter into rest. (laughs) Jesus said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and Uh, I will give give you rest. rest. Mm -hmm. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It requires relationship, Mm -hmm. and it requires us to just keep coming back. Yeah. Come on back. Come on back. So let us pray for you. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray for our beloved listeners. Lord, we're asking you in the name of Jesus Christ that you will pour your glory right there where they are, right there listening, wherever they are in the whole wide world, Lord. Pour your glory on that person as he or she is listening. Pour your patience. Pour your grace to endure. Pour your grace to just keep coming back to get up from the stumbles or to to lay aside the temptations, to lay aside the distractions, to lay aside the stress and just come into your presence with joy, to come into your presence with worship and praise and thanksgiving 
and that it will break that thing that is striving to keep them from coming into the fullness of, of the purpose that you brought them to earth for, Lord. And you brought them to earth for the purpose of walking with you and partnering with you in your great outpouring of your spirit in these days. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. God bless you. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence. <laughs>